It was a cold April morning. I was wearing gloves because the boxes in the van had loose staples where they'd been torn open. I was wearing a gun because I often do. It was wedged in my pants at the back under the coat. It was a Colt Anaconda, which is a huge stainless steel revolver chambered for the forty-four Magnum cartridge. It was thirteen and a half inches long and weighed almost four pounds. Not my first choice of weapon. It was hard and heavy and cold, and I was aware of it all the time. I paused in the middle of the sidewalk and looked up from my papers and heard the distant pickup's engine start. It stayed where it was, just idling. White exhaust pooled around its rear wheels. The air was cold. It was early, and the street was deserted. I stepped behind my van and glanced down the side of the music store toward the college buildings, saw a black Lincoln town car waiting outside one of them. There were two guys standing next to it. I was a hundred yards away, but neither one of them looked like a limo driver. Limo drivers don't come in pairs, and they don't look young and heavy, and they don't act tense and wary. These guys looked exactly like bodyguards. The building the Lincoln was waiting outside of looked like some kind of a small dormitory. It had Greek letters over a big wooden door. I watched, and the big wooden door opened up, and a young, thin guy stepped out. He looked like a student. He had long, messy hair, and was dressed like a homeless person, but carried a bag that looked like shiny, expensive leather. One of the bodyguards stood point, while the other held the car door, and the young, thin guy tossed his bag onto the back seat and slid right in after it. He pulled the door shut behind himself. I heard it slam, faint and muffled from a hundred yards away. The bodyguards glanced around for a second and then got in the front together, and a short moment later the car moved away. Thirty yards behind it, a college security vehicle snuffled slowly in the same direction, not like it was intending to make up a convoy, but like it just happened to be there anyway. There were two rent-a-cops in it. They were slumped down low in their seats, and they looked aimless and bored. I took my gloves off and tossed them into the back of my van stepped out into the road where my view was better. I saw the Lincoln come up the driveway at a moderate speed. It was black and shiny and immaculate. It had plenty of chrome on it, plenty of wax. The college cops were way behind it. It paused at the ceremonial gate and turned left and came south toward the black police caprice, toward me. What happened next occupied eight seconds but it felt like the blink of an eye. The faded red pickup moved off the curb twenty yards back. It accelerated hard. It caught up with the Lincoln and pulled out and passed it, exactly level with the cop's caprice. It came within a foot of the cop's knees. Then it accelerated again and pulled a little ways ahead, and its driver swung the wheel hard, and the corner of the bull bar smashed square into the Lincoln's front fender. The pickup driver kept the wheel turned and his foot hard down and forced the Lincoln off the road onto the shoulder. The grass tore up and the Lincoln slowed radically and then hit a tree head on. There was the boom of metal caving and tearing and headlight glass shattering and there was a big cloud of steam and the tree's tiny green leaves shook and quivered noisily in the still morning air. Then the two guys in the pickup came out shooting. They had black machine pistols and were firing them at the Lincoln. The sound was deafening, and I could see arcs of spent brass raining down on the blacktop. 
Then the guys were pulling at the Lincoln's doors, hauling them open. One of them leaned into the back and started dragging the thin kid out. The other was still firing his gun into the front. Then he reached into his pocket, left-handed, and came out with some kind of a grenade, tossed it inside the Lincoln, and slammed the doors and grabbed his buddy and the kid by the shoulders and turned them away and hauled them down into a crouch. There was a loud, bright explosion inside the Lincoln. All six windows shattered. I was more than twenty yards away and felt every bit of the concussion. Pebbles of glass blew everywhere. They made rainbows in the sun. Then the guy who had tossed the grenade scrambled up and sprinted for the passenger side of the pickup, and the other straight-armed the kid inside the cab and crowded right in after him. The doors slammed shut, and I saw the kid trapped in there on the center seat. I saw terror in his face. It was white with shock, and right through the dirty windshield I saw his mouth opening in a silent scream. I saw the driver working the gears and heard the engine roaring and the tires squealing, and then the truck was coming directly at me. It was a Toyota. I could see Toyota on the grill behind the...